I probably won't put confetti in it. Don't want a bad impression of a mess. Everyone wants to put confetti. It's the funniest thing. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to SOS, a live call-in help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula. Over the past decade, I've run not one, but three million-dollar businesses, including Unique Markets, which is probably what I'm best known for. And Forbes just named me the millionaire maker for my work helping founders and emerging new brands. In each episode, I take a deep dive into a small biz owner's biggest pain point to help them move forward and to help you and your business move forward. Get ready for some pretty hardcore real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions live in real time. Hashtag awkward. Listen, this podcast exists because most businesses won't make it to three years. And I've witnessed so many entrepreneurs and creatives fail because of tiny mistakes that could have been prevented. If I can make it, I know you can too. And I know that you can have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So let me give you all the tea and all the shortcuts. Tune in weekly as I help business owners face their shit. Julia Walk is a collage artist whose brand is about vintage, retro, colorful, and fun artwork. She sells art prints, barware, and accessories on her website, and her work has been licensed to brands such as Urban Outfitters, Daily Disco, and Maya Brenner. She worked in the corporate design industry for 11 years, but recently left to work full-time as both a freelance artist and selling her products. Julia has a strong brand identity and is looking toward the next steps, but is feeling a bit overwhelmed. She needs help pitching to retailers to get her designs in more stores, and she also needs more help getting comfortable making video content for her social media channels, something that all of us struggle with. So let's get into it. Hello, Julia. I'm so glad you're here. If you could share with our audience what it is that you do, who you are. Give us a little background. So my name is Julia Walk. I'm a collage artist and designer based in Los Angeles, California. I make vintage-inspired art, barware, and accessories that I sell on my online shop, juliawalk.com. I worked in the design industry for over 11 years both as a graphic designer and a design director, both at startups as well as corporations. So I've seen it all from both sides. And I very recently went full-time freelance. So I'm doing my own art rather than just on the side while working a full-time job. And I'm so excited to fully dive into it. Yay. So you have taken the leap. I have. Okay. Well, I am here to help you, hopefully, with some of the challenges that you are experiencing. I just want to give some perspective, which is that Julia's work is extremely colorful. The personality is very colorful. Right now, I'm looking at her workspace as we talk, and it's also very colorful. I love it. And there's a giant disco ball behind you. 
Yes, I, I think everyone needs to have at least one disco ball in their house. What a better space to have it than in my studio where I make all my work. Including disco ball designs. Yes, lots of disco in, in my designs for sure. I love it. Okay, so you have just gone full-time into the world of entrepreneurship. You do a lot of different things. So I want to just throw out there, you make and sell products, which is one facet of your business. You also basically do all the design services that are out there for other people as a freelancer. And you also sell wholesale to other retailers. Correct. You want to be in more retailers, right? That's kind of a goal of yours. Definitely. I just launched on FAIR, the wholesale platform, and have had a few orders through it already, which is feeling really great. And I've started an outreach list. And I think the next step is to start emailing and getting things out there. But would love any perspective that you have on that to help guide me in the right direction. So I love that you know that you want to be in more stores, but you've already taken the steps of getting onto FAIR, which is great. The fact that you just said you already have like an outreach list is amazing because most people don't do that. And it's like, that's the work you have to do. What we're talking about, everyone, is compiling a list of stores that you want to be in. And you can find those stores by surfing Instagram, surfing websites. Another thing that you can do is find great stores that you love or that your products are currently in. And then you look at brands that are also sold at those stores. So, you know, you don't make ceramics, let's say currently. So you could find if you're in a store in LA and there's a great ceramic line also there, you go to their website and look at their stockists and see if those are great retailers that are like-minded. So that's part of the time you put all that time into research and you just see like, who are the other brands that not only do I love, but I think are kind of in the same world that I'm in. And you look at all the stores that they're in and you get all of their information and you start sending out your packs or your line sheets, you start emailing them. But your products are so irreverent and fun and colorful that I think, yes, you email them, but I think you email them after you send them an envelope that's like an introduction to you because you know maybe it's a few stickers, maybe it's some coasters, but I think it's like sending a sample pack to get them excited first because your products are very like tactile and like you want to touch them, you want to look at them in person. Would you say that most places are open to that? A few that I've looked at might already have an FAQ on their page regarding wholesale. And I've come across some that say, please don't send me stuff. Yeah. Use our (laughs) form instead. Yeah. That is interesting because I can't imagine that stores get that much stuff in this day and age. Maybe I'm wrong. That's them self-selecting and curating. That's them saying like, we're already going to do this because we're going to know by looking at your website if you're right for us or not. I think that if a store says that on their FAQ, then yeah, you just respect that and email them. But what I find really interesting is that often I think they're saying that because they are just sent so much crap that does not match People are like buying lists or, you know, there are a lot of people in retail that have these strategies of like mass mailing and mass marketing, and they've never even looked at the website. 
Actually, a great example of this is my podcast right now, SOS with Sonia Rasula. The number of emails that we get that are like, I'm a tax expert. I'd love to come on and share my story. And, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, you've never listened to the podcast because I talk to people who need business advice. <laughs> I talk to other small business owners. So I, I'm not sure how the fact that you're a tax accountant is going to play in, but they're just mass sending their pitch to like every podcast under the sun. Right. So yeah, respect that if they say that, but I honestly think your products are just so irreverent and like, I really do. And they're also easy to send because it they're light, it's paper. You can put them in like a card and send them off. So I don't know. I would say in general, you email people, but I would say you do the mailers too. Okay. I just think it's your personality and your brand. Definitely. I agree with that. I think that getting some packages out in the mail, I probably won't put confetti in it. Don't want a bad impression of a mess. Everyone wants to put confetti. It's the funniest thing into things. And yeah, when you get it on the receiving end, you open it up and like confetti goes everywhere. You can never get rid of it. It's you find a confetti, a piece of it like a year later. Yeah. I think Julia that actually uh, now that I'm thinking about this, I think you could almost improve upon the typical mailers in that maybe you send an email to the business saying like, here I am, this is what I do. I want to send you you know, an introduction to my brand. Tell me which set of coasters you'd like or tell me so that it's like you're actually inviting them to choose the thing so you're not wasting it mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they're getting something that they're never going to use you're actually saying, I want to give you something. Here's the link, choose an item and I'll set it out so that you can touch and feel and like see the quality of my product. I'm excited to send you something. Talk soon. I think that's actually going to do very well for you because I get a lot of things sent to me (laughs) and it's like things that I would never choose to wear. And I'm not even sure what I'm like, you know what I mean? It's just funny sometimes. So yeah, they haven't thought about me. They think they're sending me something free, but they're actually giving me work. And then I there's like this, uh, this whole emotional thing to it. So yes, I think you give someone the choice and it's like, wow, I get to choose a gift. Yeah. The choice factor is very interesting. I think that it almost puts them in the customer's shoes in a way of it helps them connect with what I even want this in my shop, yeah. right? If I'm not interested in anything, that's better for both of us to know at the forefront versus me having already sent something their way. Yeah, I love that. Another question, is it weird to show up in person at a shop? Say they're local to LA. There could either be a really great hit it off moment with whomever is working that day. It also could maybe be not the relevant person to speak to. Yeah. Would you say email is probably best for that initial outreach step? 100%. In this day and age, Very few shop owners are there themselves, I think. So you definitely want to just do the email. It's always nice to say like, hey, I would love to come by. I can come by, yeah, you know, and drop the thing off too and see you. If you're going to be in the shop next week, let me know. But I do think that in general, people also are just like, "Eh." like they just want you to send them the thing. (laughs) I feel that. But I will say this, knowing your stuff is always impressive. So if you go to the store and you know it, I think that's a huge advantage because when you email them, 
you're then able to say like, I really love how you did the arrangement of candles along that wall. You say something that makes them understand that you actually know their store. You're not just like cold emailing them. That's a really great point. I also don't want my stuff to be in a shop necessarily that I don't resonate with. Yeah, You know, there's kind of a two-way street connection there of my brand and their brand, if it's a good fit, or if it might be a bit of a black sheep. So knowing your stuff, I think is really helpful um, when doing that outreach as well. Yeah. And everyone, I say this when I teach people about like contacting the press and how to approach and write editors and writers. It's very similar in this case, which is that everyone has an ego. You appeal to their their egos and their good sides by saying like, yeah, like I love what you did recently, X, Y, and Z, or I noticed that you had this set of whatever. All it takes is that one sentence, but I'm telling you, it instantly separates you from 99% of the other people who are contacting them to sell. Mm -hmm. This episode of SOS is brought to you by Constant Contact, an easy-to-use digital marketing platform designed specifically for small business owners like you. With Constant Contact, you can grow your list, send emails and text messages, manage your social accounts and events, and get more done in less time with our AI and automation tools. Constant Contact makes it easy to attract the right people, engage more customers, and grow your business all under one roof. And now, you can get up to 40% off the same email and digital marketing tools used by Sonia and the Unique Markets team for life. Head to constantcontact.com unique to get started and access your lifetime discount. That's constantcontact.com unique. I have a few suggestions for your website because now that you have gone freelance and I loved the Instagram post that you just did because it was announcing that it was like, I'm here, I'm freelance, I can help you and buy my products. Like I'm doing this full time now. I really like that post and that you did that. Your homepage is one of the best homepages I've come across in all of these seasons of doing this podcast. Thank you. That is high praise coming from you. (laughs) officially this is the fifth season. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of websites. (laughs) Okay, here we go. First of all, I love that your pointer is a hand. Thank you. It's these, these little details that really do it for me. Okay, here we go. Her homepage is fantastic. It's edge to edge. So left to right, there are big, bold images. And it's not necessarily always photography. It's graphic design images that you've put together with product and font and text and always a button, which people need to hear. It always clicks off something, which is what you need to do. As I scroll your homepage, you've got your your beauty image right at the top, which is what everyone should have. And it's actually a slideshow. So you, you actually promote a few different things within that first header, let's say. And I love it because yes, it's variety. You scroll, you tell a bit about yourself, and there's a great photo of yourself. So you've checked that box off. You keep scrolling, and it's art prints. And there are these beautiful prints, and you show about eight of them. And people can click to then view all of the art prints that you have. You then go into Disco Ball Bar Coasters, and it's a press quote 
from apartment therapy. So very reputable. I'm not sure you need to say that it's from 2021 because that then makes it seem old, but you understand using press and the marketing aspect of doing that. Then it goes into what looks like new products, the newest stuff that's in. Then it goes into more disco stuff, then vintage goods, and then finally you get to the footer and your Instagram. So to me, that's a great homepage. It's about scrolling. People's attention spans, like they're going to scroll and something's going to catch their eye and they're going to go off to it. Hit them with a bunch of stuff and let them choose and keep going. You've attracted them and engaged them. The one thing that I find really interesting because you you do have so much press and are in a lot of stores already, but you don't show that here. And my guess is you probably have some great reviews. I also don't see reviews here. So that's my only tip for your homepage is that like everyone coming to your website can see all of your great artwork and all of the depth of products that you have. But the thing that helps give them confidence to shop with you are reviews, logos of very, very prominent media companies so that instantly it's like, great, I know this person is like professional. The products are actually going to arrive to me. Right. It makes it feel a bit more legit when you have a stamped logo on there that people are familiar with. I think I need to get more comfortable maybe with hyping myself up a little bit and trying to be, I feel like it's maybe a bit narcissistic in a way to talk about oneself a lot, but it's also like I've earned that a little bit. I think I need to give myself that pat on the back. Yes. The thing that's hard for all small business owners to do, and this takes us naturally into one of your next questions, which is about Instagram and Reels, is that we feel embarrassed because it feels like when we talk about ourselves and when we talk about our products, it feels like we're pitching, just selling all the time. It feels icky. Like I don't want my friends to think like, oh, here she is posting about the f***ing disco ball coasters again. But the thing that all entrepreneurs and founders have to get over is that your business is your business. You're thinking in your head, someone is sitting there on their phones going like rolling their eyes at you know you promoting yourself. And here's the thing. There are some people that will do that. They're not your people, you know? Right. They can be like, oh my God, it feels like she's always talking about her collage packs. Like, okay, lady, I get it. You make collage packs. You don't need to worry about them. You talk about those collage packs over and over and over again, because that's how you sell them. Exactly. Get over the feeling that some people are going to be uncomfortable with you and also get over the feeling that like you're not worthy of talking about yourself. Because I think often that that is actually what the person is really thinking like they feel like they're not worthy and you are. And this is how you make your money now. You are, you left your job. Yep. <laughs> this is it. I need to get used to taking up the space. I think that's it. I feel like sometimes it's just adding more noise into this never ending void that is social media. And there's always content after content. And I sometimes think, do we really need to be saying all of these things all of the time? Yeah. And it's a shout match of posts almost. But I think if you are saying the right thing with the right intention, you will find your people. Absolutely. And, you know, it's 2023, almost in 2024. I believe that some pretty drastic change is coming. 
when it comes to social media. And you know, will it be next year? Probably not. But I do believe that in the next few years, things are going to change a lot. A lot of businesses rely on Instagram for, I think they believe that if they are active on Instagram or TikTok, let's say, whatever the social platform is, they believe that if they are constantly on there, it means they have a business. And I have a very different opinion. I'm like, no, it just means you have an Instagram account. Doesn't mean you have a business. Two very different things. Right. Your website is phenomenal. So this is the business. Fair is the business, right? Selling to more retailers is the business. Instagram was created for community. So that's how you have to treat it. It's community. And this idea that you have to post every day, I think is such a farce. And it it really bothers me that Instagram and Facebook and all of the powers that be have convinced people that you have to be active all the time because you're missing a trend or you've kind of what you said is like the loudest person. You're just constantly screaming, like, pay attention to me, like, see me. I've been experimenting this year because I really believe that that's not the case and you're burning yourself out and you can post as much as you want. But if those posts don't directly bring in sales, why are you doing it? It starts to actually feed into, I think, ego and addiction. It's not great. And that's why so many people currently are feeling like, oh my God, it's just everyone's selling themselves, selling themselves. And it's like product and product. And it's because we're all burnt out because we've been doing this for years. You could realistically post two to three times a week max and you'd be fine. You could probably only post twice a week and you'd be fine. To some people that sounds shocking and they're like, but it's insta like I have to post every day. And it's like, no, actually you don't. The posts aren't given in chronological order anyway. So it doesn't really matter. They've decided who they're showing your content to. And that's another frustrating thing, but that's why you work smarter, not harder. If you know that you're posting something and you have a thousand followers, but only 99 followers are going to be shown that post. Why are you putting so much energy into it? Mm-hmm. It's not a thousand followers that are seeing it. It's only 99. When it comes to social, like you choose sparingly and you do it with intention and it'll be much easier because you don't have this pressure of like, oh my God, I got to post every day. I got to post. I haven't posted in like two days. Oh my God, I got to post. On Unique Markets, we've posted far less this year. Hasn't impacted the business at all. I bet you on average, we posted once a week maybe twice. And there were times when weeks went by and we didn't post a thing. Weeks, not just days, but weeks. Because I just know that that's not my business. The website's my business. My email list of people who have subscribed, that's our business. It's not Instagram. So just throwing that out there for you so you're not putting pressure on yourself to constantly post because it's not realistic for a business owner. The time could be so much better spent contacting more stores. Yeah. And that's what is your goal anyway, right? Right. And especially when it's just me doing this, I have to use my time wisely. Yeah. And something I've learned, it's been since June, since I made the shift. And I kind of took some time to just do nothing for a little while. I needed a bit of a break and just to play and rediscover who I was as an artist And I'm finally getting into that stage of tackling my to-do lists. And I'm realizing after all those years of working a nine to five, 
I actually really like using calendars and scheduling things. So I've been time blocking on Google Calendar my to-do list for the days, and it's been such a game changer for me. I love hearing this so much. Time management is so important. I love that you already know to do that because most small business owners, they do it for other people when they have jobs. And then when it somehow turns into a business and they're doing it for themselves, like the calendar goes out the door. And I'm like, but wait, but you you had to be accountable to someone before. Well, you can go through your calendar and see exactly what you've been doing, which is amazing. Let's dive into reels for a little bit because there's already some awkwardness that you've communicated where you're like, uh, like it's an overwhelmed feeling of getting into video content, but it seems like this is where the market is. And so I have to do it. It's a 50-50 answer that I have for you. Like 50% of me agrees. You're right. It seems to be that all the platforms are just pushing video, 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 video. But I've also been experimenting with this this year too. Because last year was when we really dove into video. For us as a brand, it was 2022. Even in 2021, I was like, oh my God, it's all about the videos, which takes so much time. (laughs) I was so frustrated with it. So I was like, I don't want to keep playing in this world. I don't like it. I don't like where it's going. So I'm going to start seeing what happens when we post still images. And sometimes those images got only 23 likes, but other times they got hundreds and hundreds. So it just goes to show that like, it's not necessarily all about video, actually. It's about creating content that connects with your audience, having the luck of the platform actually showing more people that content. And the way that they know that it's a popular post, and so they they therefore show it to more and more of your followers is through engagement. So that's like an important thing to think about. You don't have to necessarily create video content. You can post. And I love this for like an artist like yourself. You can use a carousel, you know, of images, for instance, and say, vote for one. And you swipe it and you see like a couple different new designs. And it's like, help me choose. Mm -hmm. That signals to the robot. As soon as they touch your content and move and go to the next slide, that's like a point for you and that post. And the more and more people that do that, the more Instagram says, this post seems to be getting a lot of engagement. Let's show it to another 100 of our followers. Let's show it to another 500. That's how it happens. So I would encourage you to think about content creation, not necessarily just in video format, but in all the different formats that you can use Instagram for or TikTok. It's more about get people to interact and engage with this post. That's really interesting. In my eyes, I felt like photos still do perform. And I think a big part of it is trying not to take the numbers to heart as much. Yeah. I'm trying to come to terms with more of just letting it go. It's Mm -hmm. not a reflection of how well I'm doing. If something gets 20 likes versus 200 likes, it's a gamble. You know, there's so much content nowadays. It's important to know that you're not doing a bad job. Yeah. So with that said, talking about engagement and social, you do have to create some videos. And here's the thing. You do not have to star in them. This is the thing that most small business owners have serious anxiety around, which is like, I don't want to be on camera. I'm very uncomfortable. I feel weird. 
you don't have to be part of it at all. And people sometimes forget about this. So what if you just started showing all of your current products and things that you want to sell and you create moving video content with still photos? That is so easy to do. The amazing thing that Instagram did recently in the last couple months was, and the way to do this, which is interesting, there's only one way to get to it. When you're in Instagram, you press the plus symbol to create something. You know, it then shows you like post, real, you know, like what do you want to create? You press real and that takes you to a page that's almost more like an index or a table of contents page. And so it shows you trending audio and it shows you templates. And this is the most important thing to get on board with. Just start tapping that templates button and it then instantly feeds you trending templates templates that they actually think would be good for you, which is super interesting. And they're usually kind of spot on actually. So they probably already know that you're a business and you sell things. So that's how we're starting to do all of our video content, or I I say moving content, really. It's not just a still image. You'll notice if you look at the last few unique markets posts, they consist of still photography that have been taken at the markets. But we are using a template that a content creator created, someone who does this for a living and understands it, not like us. And it's editing to the beat of a song, right? They've already done the hard work for you. So you find one that you like, like, ooh, I like this idea of before and after, like showing a before product and then boom, it's the after. Or like showing you packaging something and then boom, here is the mug, you know. You have so much content, Julia, because you have so many products and so many different types of products that you have a whole library of content. You just don't realize it. It's all still photography. All of that should be moving images now on Instagram. You never even have to be in those videos. It's creating products. It's showing coasters and you're just flashing through coasters. And because a content creator already did something like that with audio that's like, Ooh, love it. Buy me. Love it. Pay attention to me. Hit the template. And then it shows you that you just have to upload media from your phone. You upload it and it's all done. Mm -hmm. You don't have to star in the things necessarily. Once in a while you can, but you don't have to. Yeah. That's something maybe I could set a goal for myself on. Uh, Maybe... Every three months, I try to star in a video or something like that. And the other ones are mostly still photos as a video, or I set aside some time to film something that I'm not necessarily in, but it's some BTS process video or flipping through some art prints that I have. Yeah, that sounds like a a good goal and a nice way to tackle a variety with it. Yeah. The last piece of advice I have when it does come to videos is that also like you have a great studio. We're staring at it right now. It's colorful. It's fun. I can see that there's a whole curtain wall of glitter fringe and a table set up right in front of it. Like it would be so easy for you to literally just stand in front of that wall, do a little like wave hello, and then, you know, use your hand to cover up the camera. And then you pull back. And the next thing is you being surrounded by products. That's a reel. I mean, it's literally five seconds worth of content and it's really quick to make, but there you go. But it's like, you actually have a space that looks great on camera. So like 
you could be doing a little bit more real footage if you want. And like, it goes back to the time thing. And I love that you are so aware of time. Like you are thinking about time management all the time. I think that's how to do it. You could just say, I'm going to spend an afternoon. I'm going to spend four hours. I'm going to film a bunch of stuff. And this is the other way to think about video. You don't have to set out knowing like, it's going to be me holding a mug and then I'm going to like turn and then it's going to be me turning back and it's a different mug. Like You don't have to make it that complicated. You can literally just film footage of yourself doing a variety of things, including just like standing in front of the camera and like throwing some products in the air. And then it's throughout the year that you're literally going on using that templates feature because in order to create a video, you only need a few seconds of footage. So you can just find like a second here, a second there. I'm going to use all these clips from over the years and create like a fun 10 second thing that fits this template theme that I like. You also don't have to create new content either, but I would say just banking content and video is going to be the best way for you to like move forward and not feel like you have to constantly be creating. That really helps put things in perspective of using final products too. I think from my artist side and my creator side, I just made the biggest collage I've done, which is the same image that's on my homepage right now. The time it took to flip through all those magazines, find all the colorful images to use, cut everything out, get the layout right, glue everything down, took so long. And I tried filming along for some of the process and I probably filmed four hours of footage it felt like in my mind is where Instagram and video is now. People want to see the making of the full process. And me as an artist, I was almost like, how do I get my phone set up in a way that's not going to be hit by my arm all the time, working around this piece and actually making it? So the way in which you framed it of setting aside a day or two to film content with intention and chopping things up later to use makes it feel so much more attainable than every single piece I create has to have this mini movie made for it, which takes so much time. Yeah. No one is doing that except for content creators. And that's because that's what they do. All they do is create content, you know? Right. So just keep that in mind. And also Think about as a viewer, like, yes, the payoff of seeing something begin and end is really big, but I went to journalism school. I spent so much time learning how to create content. So I think about this, like what people really like is transformation. People really like surprise and people like a payoff to a story. So, you know, it's like a duck's crossing the street and it's like, oh my God, is it going to get hit by a car? And then no, it doesn't. It gets to the other side and we all feel really good. That's like one version of like that type of video. But the same version is you being like, I'm going to find a photo of myself from seven years ago or from when I was just starting this brand. Like this is me before and now this is me after. And you do a spinning shot of you in a video of you have your own studio and you have your own product line. Like Things are so easy to create. It's just realizing like no one wants to watch even one minute. No one even really wants to watch 30 seconds. So you just need like these one second bits to put them together. 
I'm definitely going to steal that idea. The where I was versus where I am now. And you can do that 10 times. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's what content creators know. That's the secret that they know and understand that all of the small business owners don't know because they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. You can literally take that same one photo of yourself and do 10 different reels with it or a carousel, a slot. You could create a collage of yourself also, just throwing that out there since you know how to do that. Because really what that is doing is just telling your story and everyone loves someone coming from here and going to here. Right. Dissecting what you already have to get more bang for your buck. Yes. Which is literally what you already do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been great talking with you. Yeah. I think big takeaway is believing in myself a bit more and hyping myself up. I need to be my own hype man, hype woman. Thank you so much for having me. After having listened to so many episodes of SOS, it feels a bit surreal to be on it. And I just really appreciate your time and value your feedback. And this was just great. I love that. Well, can you imagine now your story is going to be heard and other small business owners are going to be inspired by your story now? Full circle. (laughs) Cue confetti throw. Today's top takeaways are number one, you are your best cheerleader. Don't forget to incorporate great press and reviews on your homepage. And don't worry about the naysayers. They're not your people. Number two, expand your conception of what social media content can be. Remember that the goal is to connect with people. So engagement and interaction is key. Bank content to pull from on your phone to save time. You can always reuse content from photos to video, especially when you're getting lots of new customers to help share your story or products. And when it comes to video content, you don't have to star in your videos. You can make your products be the focus or your studio or your workspace. And also remember that it doesn't have to strictly be video. You can think of reels and video content simply as moving photo content. You can use photos, just edit them and use great and shall I say trending music. And don't forget to use Instagram templates. The hard work has already been done for you. So use them. And number three, when pitching to retailers, make them feel like a customer. So do your research. Compile a list of stores you want to be in that align with your brand's identity and your products. Appeal to the store owner's ego, which will separate you from other cold emails. Really show that you understand their brand and their retail locations. And instead of sending them random samples of your product, interact with them and let them pick something out. That way, they'll truly be excited about receiving something from you. If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing you can do to help spread the word is give us a five, that's right, five-star rating, and remember to leave a review, which helps the algorithm bump us up in the charts. Also, remember to tell your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at Sonia Rasula. That's S-O-N-J-A-R-A-S-U-L-A. And you can follow my business at Unique Markets. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe. And if you're listening on Spotify, 
make sure to follow. And thanks so much for listening.